Good afternoon. How are we? Hope you're all well. Um, welcome to episode 45 of the DBPT podcast. Uh, I'm Dave Ballantyne, the host. And as always, thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to the podcast. It, um, it never gets boring to see people kind of checking out the episode and getting the feedback that I get. It's it's great. Um, so hopefully the information is helping. Um, for today, I did have one topic in mind, and we're going to talk about that. Um, but sometimes I do struggle with uh, ideas for the podcast um, because there's only so many ways that you can say fat loss is a calorie deficit. You have to put some effort in to get stronger and consistency beats everything else. Um, but every now and again, I'll have a conversation with a client and it'll give me an idea that I can put in here to hopefully pass on to you guys and give you some help as well. So that's what happened this morning. Um, having a chat with one of my clients. Um, so, excuse me, burping, I've just had a big cup of coffee. Um, let's just get into that one. Oh dear Lord, I definitely drank that too quickly. Okay, right. So, the idea that we're talking about is that, particularly at this time of year, you know, given the year we've just had, everybody's just a little bit fatigued, a little bit weary. Um, and it's easy to get into the idea that if we mess up a day, why even bother? We've ruined all the progress and we might as well just write the whole week off and start again next week or next month or at this time of year, next year. Um, but actually getting yourself away from this kind of black or white thinking, either your day is good or bad or it's a win or a lose, instead of thinking it on those kind of black and white terms, think about how it relates in terms of a rolling weekly average because your results aren't based off of one good day they're not ruined by one bad day you know they're they're the average of what you do over a very long period of time okay our training goals our fitness goals always take longer than we think they should or expect that they should and keeping that in mind and thinking about what our average is doing over that period will give you a better perspective on when days don't go particularly well and on days that go better than expected, okay? Um, so, for example, say, for example, you are, fat loss is your goal, 1,600 calories a day is kind of where you want to be and to be honest the numbers don't matter say on one day you have a really crappy day like the boss is being an asshole that you're trying to do zoom it's not working your internet crashes you're getting grief from all sides um you finish work and you just go all out in the kitchen and you go over your daily calories by 1000 okay so instead of 1600 you've hit 2,600 calories for that day. How much of a difference do you think that makes 
on a weekly average, assuming that you hit the 1600 calories every other day. Give you a second to do the numbers. There you go. 142. There or thereabouts. Okay. It's not a big difference. So thinking about it in that kind of context, suddenly that thousand calories on that one day extra isn't quite so bad. Now, obviously, if you do that every day, you're going to blow your deficit out of the water and you're not going to be anywhere near it. The point is you have to get back on track or somewhere close to back on track in order to minimise the overall effect it has. But the point I'm trying to make is that that 1,000 calories extra on a day, or say you do it on two days, say you have just a crappy weekend and you just eat everything inside, and you go 2,000 calories over um, across the two days, the difference that makes to your weekly average, assuming that you hit your numbers every other day, there or thereabouts, is 285 calories on average over. Okay, so yes, you're not in as big a deficit on average, but you've not ruined all your progress. And the one thing that many successful, many people who are successful with their fat loss goals have in common is that they bounce back quickly and get back on track, okay? And hopefully this little perspective shift will help you recognize that one bad day does not derail everything, okay? Look on it as your protein intake. Say you're aiming for 100 grams of protein per day. And one day you're just not feeling it, you hit maybe 50. On average, that 50 calorie difference spread over a course of a week, is, or 50 gram difference spread over a course of a week, is about seven grams per day. It's negligible, assuming that you hit on every other day. The same with workouts. If you are averaging four workouts a week, one week you have a really bad week, work is you know, up to your eyeballs in work, there's a lot of home stress, you don't have the time to make, or you don't find the time to get your training sessions in, and you hit two sessions in that week. Your average for the month has gone from four to whatever 14 divided by four is, 3.5. 3.5? It's still a good average. And as I've said to many clients previously, you don't have to worry about catching those sessions up. You're not going to try and do six sessions in the next week, okay? That's just adding more stress into your already stressed system. All you do is you shuffle everything down a couple. So you start with the two sessions you missed. You do the two sessions for the next, the first two sessions of the next week's plan to finish off that week, and you just shove everything back down to. You, you don't have a finish line in mind here, okay? You're not training for the Olympics, and you're not, you don't have a set time scale towards you, okay? Obviously, if you're doing like a powerlifting me or you're going to be stepping on stage for a bodybuilding show or you are going to the Olympics, if you are, get in touch, that'd be really cool to chat to you. Um, you know, your, your training is periodized and scheduled in order for you to peak right on the date that you're going to be competing. Most of us aren't in that situation. Most of us are just training to be stronger, more resilient, more badass versions of ourselves. And that's a never-ending process. So 
don't worry about catching sessions up. Just shuffle them back once and think about your averages. Okay. If you consistently only hit two sessions a week instead of the four that you'd planned on, that's going to slow you down some. Okay. But it's not going to derail your progress entirely. Okay. Um, think about getting your average up in terms of that. Daily steps. Now you're aiming for 10,000 per day. That's 70,000 across the week. If one day you're stuck inside with work, you can't get out, um, and you hit 2,000 that day, 1,000, doesn't matter. You've dropped eight or 9,000 steps that day. Your average has gone down from 10,000 a day to, I can't do the numbers in my head right now, seven, eight and a half thousand steps per day, okay? You're still doing more than the majority of people. You might not be right up at your goal, but you're pretty close to it, okay? So don't worry if one day doesn't go to plan or two days don't go to plan across any seven-day period. Make sure you get back on track. Look at your look at why things didn't work out the way you expected and look for ways you can plan around those and then shift your perspective from either the day is a complete win or a day is a complete loss to how does this day correspond to my average or what does it do to my averages across the week and what can I do to get back on track okay and hopefully that gives you a little bit of a mindset shift so it's not this catastrophic thinking which leads to this downhill spiral of well the week's screwed I might as well pack it all in and start again next week or next month okay so there's that the second thing I was going to talk about is based off of an Instagram post I put up Yesterday, Monday, um, for those of you not listening on Tuesday. Um, and it was about extremes. And we have a tendency to kind of like extremes because the moderate, boring middle ground is too moderate and too boring and can't possibly get us the result that we're looking for. So we see a Netflix documentary about veganism and we decide that we're going to go vegan. Not because we've got any moral or ethical grounds for it. And if you have, then that's absolutely cool. I am not uh, going to talk bad things about veganism. You know, if, if you have a, a moral and ethical decision-making process that has come to say that you're going to lead a vegan lifestyle and eat vegan uh, food, then absolutely for it. Do what you do okay but if you're doing it based off of um some netflix documentary said that eating meat is going to kill me and um that's what i'm basing my decision making process on then you know you maybe need to rethink that decision making tree and have a bit more rounded approach but anyway that's veganism on the other end of the spectrum you've got the carnivore diet right i don't know where the hell this came from eating nothing but meat for every meal Sounds great. It's going to just ruin your digestive system and the people around you are not going to be very happy. Um, but it's an extreme and people love extremes and they claim that it makes them feel better. And maybe it does make them feel better for a while because they've taken a lot of the highly processed crap out of their diet. And you're going to get an initial boost from that. But ultimately, it leaves massive gaps in terms of nutrition, as does a vegan diet. Okay, there's there's a lot of gaps in a vegan diet. There's a lot of gaps in a carnivore diet. Maybe 
just maybe, the answer for most of us is somewhere in the middle. Now you might be more to the plant-based side of things, you might be more to the meat-based side of things, but you're going to need some vegetables in there to give you a variety of more, uh, a broader spectrum of nutrients, more fiber, maybe some carbs, your body likes carbs, it works well on carbs. But maybe you need to find some better protein sources to top up what you get from the plant-based diet, which is deficient in protein. And various other things, um, like some fats, a lot of nutrients in terms of micronutrients and vitamins and minerals and stuff. But the point is the middle ground somewhere, it's not, again, we're not looking at black or white, vegan or carnivores. There's grey, let's not call it grey, that's boring. Let's call it a rainbow spectrum of nutrients where you're going to operate best somewhere within that range of, of, of options. Um, the, the same kind of spectrum idea could be if you do nothing but cardio or nothing but lifting heavy. The cardio folks, brilliant cardiovascularly, probably could do with some more strength. More strength, more stable, more power, better at doing their cardio. The lifting crew could probably do with them doing a bit more cardio work because if you're stuck for time in the gym, you want to be as efficient as possible. If you can only get in a quarter of the volume that your program calls for because you can't get your breath back between sets, that's not a very efficient training plan or a very efficient training method. So some cardio, which helps you recover between sets and between sessions, allows you to move more volume overall. Therefore, you're going to get stronger, you're going to get bigger, um, you're going to get more powerful. So again, the spectrum has a lot of room in there for you to find the place for you with whatever your goal is right now. Okay, um, Processed food versus unprocessed food. You know, if your goal is fat loss, you probably want to be more towards the unprocessed side. So you've got more nutrient density, you've got more satiety, you've got less hyperpalatable foods that make it very easy to go over your calories. But if you're trying to gain weight, it's very difficult to do eating very clean all the time. And sometimes you want those hyperpalatable foods to make it easier to consume more calories. Okay. One of the biggest issues I see with some guy clients that I've had and have is that they can't get enough food, but they're trying to do too clean. Sometimes you need 10 or 20% of your calories to come from just crap, just so you're getting the calories in. You're still taking the bulk of your calories from high nutrient dense foods, uh, good protein sources, good carb sources, plenty of fiber, plenty of vitamins and minerals, but you've just got some crap in there just to fire up the calories. Okay. Um, it's one of the things that helped me um, put on some weight was I made about 20 to 25% of my calories come from donuts, primarily because I really like donuts. It's an easy way to get in 5 to 500 to 1,000 calories on top of what I was eating from good food sources. Um, so I was making sure I had my protein. I was trying to get as much fruit and vegetables as I can but then I was topping it up with donuts. Optimal? Probably not. Did it work for me? Absolutely. Um, 
So again, it's finding where in the spectrum you need to be to optimize for your goals. Now for most people, most of the time, you're gonna to want to be more towards the unprocessed side of things. But if you enjoy going out for food, if you enjoy an occasional takeaway, if you enjoy going out for coffee and cake with friends, um, and you're denying yourself that processed side of the, the kind of food world, then how good is your adherence going to be ultimately? So even from a fat loss adherence standpoint, allowing yourself some sort of quote unquote treat foods, um, which may not be the best nutritionally, but will help you stick to the plan long term, absolutely of value. Okay. Um, so the point with those three things, um, and with every other extreme example you can think of in the fitness world is that the answer for you is somewhere in the middle. It's very rarely at the extremes, okay? Um, whether that is the, the sort of dietary setup, whether it is the food choice, whether it is the training style that you do um, primarily, you have to look at the other options, look at where your gaps are and fill those in to get the best results possible, okay? So a bit of food for thought, no pun intended. Um, if you have any questions on this stuff, guys, I'm always happy to chat things over. Um, feel free to get in touch. Hope you've enjoyed the episode. Have a great day. Um, I'll be back next week for the last episode before Christmas. Um, so if you have any questions, fire them over, and I will be happy to add them in. Take it easy. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed the podcast. Um, just a quick message to say thank you once again. And if you have any feedback for the episode or any questions on it, um, please get in touch. Also, if you have any questions or topics you'd like to hear me cover, um, I would appreciate you uh, letting me know um, and I'll be happy to do it. Um, I would also uh, like to ask a favour and that is if you enjoy the podcast, please share it. Please uh, go to wherever you get your podcast, leave it a rating um, and a review if you can. Um, it helps me get the information out to a few more people and it's uh, massively appreciated. So that's all for me. Have a great day. Talk to you next time.